All right, and we are back on the Free Associates. Yeah, all right. Oh, man, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, he gets a hard time. God, so tasteful. I mean, the technique is just awesome. Listen to this. Oh, 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 and... Oh, man, he's just so good at what he does. Eddie Van Halen. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And, you know, David Lee Roth, too. Who's more entertaining than David Lee Roth? Who? You know, David Lee Roth, he was a paramedic in the Bronx for years. Do you know that? No. Yeah. Like, he was like, ah, I don't really want to be a rock star anymore. I'm going to be a paramedic in Ooh, the Bronx. Oh, he went back to it after being a rock star? Yeah. Like, this was like... When he left Van Halen. <laughs> when he left... Sammy Hagar years. Oh, yeah, Sammy Hagar Imagine years. all of a sudden you're, like, bleeding out from a car accident. Yeah, and David Lee Roth. white halo Diamond like, Dave. in the back of a... Yeah, it's Diamond there. Dave, like... Wow! David Lee Roth. Wow! You got your leg cut off! Okay! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, that's scary. All right, now you guys have. Yeah, to he pre- came back. He came back to it, though. I mean, he came back to Van Halen. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Halen. Come on, it's Van Halen. Those guys invented the '80s. They invented the '80s. That's who invented the '80s. Van Halen. Van Halen won 1976. Listen to the sound on Van Halen One. It's the sound of the yeah. '80s. Four years in front of the '80s. I'm dead serious. Like a car sound. Oh, the phaser and stuff like that. Yeah. But also the drums. You know, the drums are kind of tinny, but like. You know, uh, ooh, yeah. All right, are you guys ready to free associate? I'll yeah. give it a try. I'll give it a try. No, 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 can, no, I'm all amped up. Don't try, do, as Yoda would say. Okay, <laughs> there is no try. That is good. Do, yeah. Yoda's smart. All right. Now this is not description. This is going to be free association. Okay, you gotta loosen up. We stay loose. We gotta stay loose. We're not loose enough. All right. I think of all the education I miss. But then again, my homework was never quite like this. In five, four, three, two, one, boom. Free associate. Oof. Marsupials burning in just Australia. Just knowledge, just pouring the out. Precipice pouring out and in. Of a white being glacier. Being hooked into something, being something useful. Ooh, something useful. It's sort of a, it's a river. A Sunday morning Your thoughts are moving in a river. And oh, my God. Into something actually the usable. A river of something bourbon useful. cascading down but an empty But once you create a useful... Gullet. Now that useful technology becomes Boom! destructive. You in guys some way. killed that. I've never seen my guests pre-associate that well. <laughs> let me just say this is totally. This is one of my tones. greatest nightmares. If you had asked me to <laughs> yeah. draw on command, that would have been worse. But that this is been, I thought you did pretty really much well. at the top of the list. That and substitute teaching, pretty much. As a teacher, do you want a group grade or do you want individual grades? Group grade. Group We're grade in this together. Okay, ninety-three point four. That's good. I think that's an A. Is what? It's, it's Why an you me a it's look? An well, because you know, you know the system. You know the 91, 92, 93. Actually, I don't know the no, system. No, okay, 91, 2, and 3 is an A minus. I don't actually care. 4, about 5, grade. 6 is an A. 7, 8, 9, 10, or 100 is an A plus. Okay, we don't have to go through the whole thing, okay? Well, you gotta. You gotta I don't, you gotta I don't think I deserve that, that grade. Stuff. I feel like I was very, I was very tight. You were tight, but holding on tight, point, man. a little too. Oh, don't be so. Yeah, hard my mind wasn't empty in, enough. Now yeah. we're getting into the psychology. I think your mind's empty though, enough because <laughs> he's going to give us the ninety. What? What? Ninety-three point four. I thought I said. So the ninety-three point four is something where you're not necessarily going to challenge it because it's an A minus. You sure. might be nitpicking it. It's complimentary, but it's also mm-hmm. reasonable to say that you're not a hundred percent and you're not perfect. Yeah. So. 
you know, like he could have said anything in that range. Not going to mention it because I could drop it. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, one of the tricks of teaching David is to take all the work and put it in the trash can and give it ninety three point four. You now, know, one thing I've I, never done that, but Waylon has. One thing I feel like is really different <laughs> than when I was in school is is just the ability to look at your grade oh, yeah. every uh, yeah. hour, like yep. to get an hourly update and get notifications and to actually yeah. see what your grades are on individual things. I mean, before it was like you. You, as a student, mm-hmm. you had no oh, power. Yeah. You had yeah, no yeah, ability yeah. to check that. There was, you're not. You weren't it's able to know. audit your yeah. teacher. No. Yeah, no, it's so different. I think it's good. I think that's healthy. That transparency. Mm-hmm. You know, I find it. It can be challenging. Uh, it certainly is, makes my life a little harder. But I think it's fair, and I think it get you get more work out of the students. Uh, it, although we've yeah. had a little recently. The semester's ending, so I'm getting a lot of visits. From students who just kind of want more points somehow. You know? Oh yeah, no, that's 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 <laughs> kind of it. Like, there I mean, is that aspect. The grade is that relationship, and it's nice to have that play out in real time, like and know where the where the train is headed. So it's like I do monthly project grades, and monthly project project grades. You know, December came out, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're getting an eighty-seven. Like, here's some extra credit things that you can do, this, that, the other thing. But all of a sudden, you know, back in our day, it would be like, oh, yeah, just sh- your report card shows up. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. You got an 87. In the mail. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. my high school oh, yeah, report card in coming the in, the, in the mail. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've actually just days. sat, like, we had a pretest this week. Uh, if the student do, doesn't do it, I put a zero in as a placeholder in the book. Boop. Five minutes later, I get an email. That's why you uh, do it. it I, I, I finished it. Can, we, can you put that in? I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a, it's, you a, know. it's a means of communication. Z- now. Zeros are not forever, um, but yeah. they are definitely ways of kind of getting work to come in. Um, okay, I just want to remind the listeners that we are the Free Associates, and that our website is thefreeassociates.us, and you can look at the article we're talking about today on that website, and you can also get our podcast, which is not the number one iTunes podcast this week, but Yet. might be next week, and also is popular amongst visiting. Uh, alien spacecraft that comes through the universe um since we strongly encourage uh alien species to invade possible solutions to problems that we cannot handle from trelfadamore am i saying that Don't right know that I reference just, just uh read slaughterhouse five. Oh, mm. cool Kurt Vonnegut. you know you know what i was reading recently um laura who's uh often our guest uh, by the way she's an excellent guest um she recommended player piano which is about automation oh, cool. yeah yeah you might want to get that one yeah I, I kind of dropped it for. I just read history books, honestly. I know. Um, I, you know what? Yeah. I just fell in love with reading again because I'm going cool. fiction. Well, I actually I restoked your love by making you read Tribe, Tribe. by Sebastian Younger, which is nonfiction. And you read it too. I read it, yeah. And I can tell you have a grudging That's respect for that book, even though it's breezy. Oh no, more yeah. than more than grudging respect. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah kidding you. Yeah. Um, now let's talk a little bit about what you're about to face now so you and it, this is the magic of pre-recorded radio our voices are going out simultaneously as our voices go out since we recorded this beforehand you will be in room 120 of northampton high school facing <laughs> on tuesday because this is tuesday now this right. when you'll be facing a group of freshmen for the first time what do you think that's going to be like for you do you feel prepared? No, I don't feel totally prepared at all. I mean, I mean, I, I feel I'm happy with where I am, you know, like as far as getting the curriculum together. Yeah. And, uh, but 
I mean, uh, I, I'm, I think I'm at a stage where I there are a lot of uh, unknown unknowns, yeah, yeah. you know, and a lot of known and maybe some some known Careful. unknowns too. He's trying to sound like Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> <laughs> no knowns, unknown knowns, known yeah. unknowns. But no, you know I what I mean? I, I mean, I, I really don't know what to expect. Yeah. No, I get that. I remember that before when I taught at Commerce down in Springfield. I had some trepidations. It's known as a difficult school. And um, at a certain point, <clears throat> you're like, well, it's going to be what it is. I can't really know what it's going to be until it starts. So I'm going to shut down any preparation now. I've prepared enough. Yeah. And a lot of teaching, you just don't know how it's going to play out. You can definitely, I've definitely overprepared for teaching where once I'm actually on the ground, I'm like, I, it's like almost like troops shedding their extra equipment. Oh, because yeah. they're like, I don't, I'm not going to use this, and it's really heavy, and I need to travel light now. That, that's, that, I think that's um, more of who I am, you know, in general and other yeah. areas of my life. Improvisational? In, no, 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 no. No. I do a lot. I think I you do a lot of prep. Okay. Over prepare. Yeah. Um, you know, the lesson plans I've I've written in other areas, you know, and in, in the past have been, I think, too scripted. Okay. You know, very very much scripted. I mean, which helped me in the moments but um I, I i definitely i guess one thing i expect is that i'll get a lot more comfortable you know in front of the classroom yeah i mean it's a simple thing but you know i think the over preparation reflects my own anxiety about yeah, yeah. about being up there well it's also useful as you say you know um yeah. you, you want to be able to fall back on on mm -hmm. certain things Waylon, can you talk about your first couple of days teaching yeah i mean so <sighs> It's so funny because you have so so many preconceived notions and you have the idea of who you want to be and who you need to be. And then all of a sudden, like you're saying, everything goes out the window mm -hmm. because you start needed to adapt into different situations, not only adapt from different um, your practices of what you think versus what you need to do. But from each individual class, you have a different kind of personality things and things that they are liking and in, in things that you need the strengths and weaknesses of each class. So everything is just, you're constantly adapting there. The other thing is the, uh, when I talk to new teachers is this kind of imposter syndrome that, that is faced. So this idea that, um, you're kind of up there and it's just a, it's, it's a very thin veil for the, for seeing behind the curtain, in the Wizard of Oz over here. And so it's like, you know, I remember my first year, you know, students knew that I was new, knew that I was kind of inexperienced and would come Yum. up and what I call lawyer up. So all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, why did you give me this on for this grade and uh, this, that, the other mm -hmm. thing? You really try to bully you into getting a better grade yeah. and everything. And so uh, just being able to, one, stand your ground, keep your keep your principles, keep your wits about you, but at the same time evolve and adapt on the fly too. Like you were saying, I mean, there's sometimes where I've had classes where I, I do a lot of experimental classes, but I've had straight up mutinies where I've, I had to be like, okay, we are resetting everything here mm -hmm. and we're going to all come to agreement in terms on how we want to proceed from this, uh, this moment forward. And this is kind of a communal contract that we're going to sign. I'm going to relinquish a whole bunch of things that I've been doing. You're going to, you're mm -hmm. go we're going to relinquish this kind of, um, this kind of animosity that's been formed as a result of how the class is structured. Let's go forward. So that's an extreme example of what's going on, but 
Yeah. Um, when you first start teaching, there's a lot, you'll, you, you flip on a lot of things, and it's okay to do that. It's mm-hmm. also, I think, um, important not to react. So uh, there have been times <clears throat> where I've said to the class, I've said to them, is this me or you right now? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Yeah, I don't really going. have those moments much anymore. But I you can mean imagine. like things aren't going right? Yeah, like there's like they're misbehaving or, or I, I'm just, and I actually put it to them. I say, is this me or you? Or is it both of us right now? <clears throat> like this is not going well. And well, let's talk about it because yeah. maybe it's me. Maybe, and I, it, the, the one thing I'll do is I will often stoke the embers because I like to play around. And I'll often be like, okay, this is me. I'll say that to them. I say, this is me because I asked a question that was funny or something like that. But it's me, but now we have to calm down again. Yep. And also just to say, let me get back to you, which I just think is a life lesson I try to impart to my students. Like, if you don't know, don't say anything. Just say, let me get back. I need to think about it. Yeah. You know, that maintains your legitimacy as well. I think often we think that if we don't have an answer in the moment, then we're illegitimate. But it's quite the opposite. Someone who says, let me think about that or get back to you, that's a real legitimizer. And then you can really think about it. improves your relationship, too. I mean, the idea of an infallible teacher is really ingrained. It's still ingrained, I would say. The idea Hmm. that the, uh, the, the teacher has an authoritative figure and the idea that of the infallible teacher that is, that knows that knows all knowledge are still two things that are very much embedded in our societal perceptions of teachers. I I always try to go um, so, against that grain and against that perception no, because so it humanizes you it do, humanizes you, do you so well. <laughs> well because I'm a, I'm a stupid not idiot. Just, I'll call myself I'll, not I'll just like, for you, I'm so but dumb. for the whole profession. <laughs> yeah, <done that>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I get what you're saying. Although uh, I just want to, uh, you had mentioned this before. I do think, and this is something Hannah Arendt argues. She's one of my favorite thinkers. Um, I do think it helps to be really knowledgeable on what you're teaching, and the students feel that. Um, when they when I know something, they know I know it. And when I don't, they also kind of know that I don't know it. Yeah. And their faith in listening to me and giving themselves over is really different. And um, I certainly am not encyclopedic historically. I'm just not. Um, but there are some things I know really pretty well, actually. So, And I know that you know this, Waylon, and that you obviously know things very deeply. Oh, yeah. But you experience that, I'm sure, that— yeah. Yeah, when when you know something, they really do look to you, and they do trust you to well, be listening yeah. to you. They My thing is that uh, we do we do a lot of technical things, so they'll be like, "How do you? Uh, how do I save this movie?" And I'll be like, "File, export, ex- export media. H.264 is the format." And then I'll just go off of because I've seen it a thousand million yeah, times, sure. and yeah. it's the same thing. And they'll just sit there like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. So that's how I win them over in those things. Right. But at the same time, once we get into Adobe Illustrator, I don't have all the answers. And it's okay to be like, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to learn the, with you on the fly because yeah. then you can teach them the most valuable lesson of their entire lives is Googling things and being oh, a yeah. self-sufficient learner. You're modeling. Yeah. You're modeling and you're teaching them how to access information because you're accessing it with them. That's yep. really excellent. I agree. What is your biggest fear, David? Let's get like brass tacks anxiety. What wakes you mm. up in the middle of the night and you're <laughs> like, oh God, I hope that doesn't happen. That'll be bad. That you'll be bad. Yeah. Yeah. That this is the wrong choice. Oh, no, I don't, I'm not worried about that. I can already see you um, in your prime. Like, I have a vision of you in your prime, and, and I feel like that you're going to be uh, excellent at what you do. I think it'll be very distinctly you. I can kind of see who you'll be a little bit. I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but like, I feel like history is a really good subject for you, and I think that 
I think that you'll, I think I can kind of feel the, what kind of teacher you might become. I think it's different from the teacher I am, but it yeah. has some overlap. No, I think so too. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I actually, you know, I had some choice in who I was going to go with as, yeah. as a, you know, as my mentoring teacher. And one of the reasons I went with you is because I think you're quite different than me. Yeah. Just like, um, uh, and so I thought, well, maybe I'll learn like a thing or like a trick or two that will, That's right. you know, that is something I wouldn't pick up on otherwise. And also just a different way of relating potentially, yeah. you know, I think that can be useful. And in some ways it's better to have um, a mentor who's not like you because then you can define yourself a little better. I have to say one of my biggest mistakes, I did student teaching with one teacher and I've talked to you about this, David, before, but he did PowerPoints. So I just did PowerPoints, you know, uh, yeah, like for no. the first three or four years of my teaching. I mm-hmm. did them because he did them and I wasn't I did, I did I, too. I wasn't thinking. And then finally, I think the projector broke. I'm like, I'll just write this down. And 10 minutes later, I'm like, what have I been doing for three or four years? PowerPoints are terrible. Well, it's also the disparity between, you know, I, I see the pu- public education is a very much progressive thing, which gives you a lot of interpretation to teach how you want. And then all of a sudden that you go off to college and it's PowerPoint and it's yeah. PowerPoint and it's PowerPoint and it's PowerPoint. You're just being lectured at. Yeah, for, exactly. Yeah, and it's an like every, everybody wants to be so innovative in education, but no one wants to, to touch, including the classes that I've taken in my education master's yeah. degree yeah, are PowerPoint, PowerPoint, PowerPoint. Yeah. And it's like, there, it's 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 untouched in the in the higher up education, but that's the last thing that you've seen, and so the last thing that you've seen, you're going to try to model and, and know. Right. But that's it's an entirely different atmosphere and environment when it comes to that um, K through twelve education than it is the. Traditional well, I don't think they should use university. powerpoints in the colleges either. I get why they have to. Yeah, but I don't think that's uh, personally yeah. like powerpoints put me to sleep. I mean, they just. They put me to sleep. And also, I was telling David, I don't know if you experienced this. The other problem with PowerPoints is, you know, you have to switch them at some point. Well, some kids don't have it down in their notebook yet, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, stop, don't switch it. It becomes this weird oh, yeah, no. pacing yeah, thing yeah. that you don't have when you're working on a larger whiteboard kind yeah. of yeah. illustrating ideas and concepts. When I, I was an assistant in a, in a high school history classroom my year out of college, year out of undergrad, and um, I definitely did some lessons with, with PowerPoint. And it, it's so easy to just pack content in yep. there as a history teacher. Just mm. pack it full of yep. stuff. And um, and that's a real issue because yeah. you can only cover so much. And right. Which just is the technology we're... facilitates you just, More. just focusing too much on you talking and not enough on uh, all the student, other things that should happen. Student-based work and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So your biggest fear is that you're not going to be good. Is your biggest fear that you're not going to be good, I guess you said, long-term? Right. You know, I don't think you need to worry yeah. about that. Um, what's just, your big, go ahead. Just Sorry. to, just to, cause you know, uncle Cody took you out for ice cream on this one, but, uh, yeah. the, know you know, you means. came over with a, you came over with a, with a bandage on your knee and said, you know, I feel bad. And uncle Cody took you out for ice cream. That's what I was saying. But it's okay, going wait, to, this is why, but this is, this is why it's going <laughs> to really suck in bad. your first one to two oh, to yeah. three to four years. 
it's if you look at the statistics about it, it's like half of the half of teachers get burnt out in the first two years or t- two or three years and they leave the profession. Really? And it's oh, it's it's bad. Huh, it's really yeah. really bad numbers. And the reason being is because those are the t- that's the actual time that you're establishing yourself and you're one the the curriculum overload and establishing your curriculum. Once uh, two in high school. You have four years until you can fully change the culture of what you're trying to do. So when I came in, for instance, the kids scoffed at the idea that I was going to make them work because they had a long-term sub right. before me, yeah. and they were playing Super Smash Brothers tournaments during this period and getting yeah. A's. Yeah. So they actually had a lot of resentment against me, and it was very yeah. hard to establish the culture yeah. that I was doing. It took four years to weed that out and to get kids that um, really, truly wanted to do this for, for that reason. And it took me four years to work out most of the kinks. I would say, you know, uh, 75, 80% of the kinks of my curriculum I, have, I now have down pat after six years. So all of these things and fr- trying to find a life balance. You were uh, having so much fun, though, even I by had the end a of your blast, first year. But I was all, I've cried in class first two years. I've actually cried in front of the kids. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, it's 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 a it can be a nightmare. So, which uncle are you right now? I can't tell. <laughs> the, the alcoholic Stretch, one that's over, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's drinking bourbon in the corner and mumbling to himself. Yeah. But you can't. You you have to be tenacious about all that. You have to be kind of have a relentless positivity about things, and you have to know when to let things go and when when things are important and and you need to kind of push on from that. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I think that's probably right. I mean, history is a little different because it has its that advantage of kind of being structured and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it has a you wealth definitely of, of resources and curriculum and stuff like that and stuff. But I think you always have to consider what else would I be doing right now. You know, that would keep you in the profession too, in my opinion, because yeah. I was when I fell in love with my wife. I thought, well, what, you know, I was a tour guide in New York City and an artist, and I thought, what am I going to do? And the first thing I thought is, I'm going to be with people, and I want to be on my feet. You know, yeah. I really, that's something I know. I don't want to be on a screen or, and that's just me personally. For some people that really works out well. And, you know, so, and I also, I have to say, I romanticize teaching. So when I was in like really tough New York City fluorescent lit linoleum buildings, I thought, this is amazing. I never thought I'd be here. You yeah. know, this is so cool. Like, I think you do have to romanticize it a little bit as like, I didn't think my life would lead me here and look, I'm a teacher. And sometimes I get this weird sensation where I'm like, what am I doing around a bunch of teenagers? <laughs> what, <laughs> how did this happen? You know, what happened that I work, I work with teenagers. I work with 14 to 18 year olds. Well, I mean, the thing that absolutely bl- blows your mind is like today was the last day that, so it's the only profession where <laughs> I see these students more than I see my own immediate family. My parents live up in the Berkshires. My yep. brother lives in Springfield. My sister lives in Texas. I see these people more than I see my own family. You get to know all the little eccentricities about their personalities and the, and the highs and lows of what their day is and this and that. And then there comes a day on Monday mm-hmm. where they're all gone and you have a new batch. Mm-hmm. And it's the most intense thing that i've kind of experienced if you really step back and you think about that for a second like the if, if everybody remembers going to summer camp and meeting their friends and doing this and their camp counselors and everything because you just that time that you spend is so just physically spending time with somebody and physically knowing them is just 
it's 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 a it's it's so mind blowing to me. So yeah. it's so intense. Well, that's a perfect segue, folks, to talk about what our next week looks like. We're the Free Associates. You're listening to us on WMUA Amherst, and our website is thefreeassociates.us. And at the end of the show, we talk about what's on our plate, whether for the next day, the next week, the next 10 years, the next 1,000 years, the next 70,000 or 700,000 years of karma. David, what's on your plate? Starting student teaching oh on Tuesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> when this is broadcast, a bunch of freshmen are be looking at you and I'm saying, excited. who is this person? <laughs> Nervous, but... Good, you should be nervous. It's always good to be nervous. Whenever I wasn't nervous before a performance, I bombed. Really. Like, and whenever I thought, like, oh, I got this performance, bombed. Yeah, take it for granted. You should always be nervous. Your adrenaline should always be pumping. Waylon, what about you, pal? Uh, this weekend, I am taking for my mother's birthday. Uh, we're all going to an escape room. Awesome. So I'm going to be trapped with my Jeez. family. Oh, the Waylon family is awesome. For, uh, for an extended period of time, and hopefully we make it out alive. It's kind of like a real "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" episode. Oh, family. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you should you should see it. I love that show. All right, folks. Well, um, I myself am saying goodbye to students I've had for the first semester. I had such a lovely group of students, really tremendous group of kids, yeah. and I'll be saying hello to some new students in the next semester. And I'm grateful for the profession that I've been blessed with. We want to remind you guys to keep considering and keep discussing, keep that dialogue open, and have a good and restful week. Bye-bye.